Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. Uh, six times the charm, or seventh, or whatever we're up to. And the home of the brave. Welcome to episode 29 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers. Oh, well, a little out of practice, two weeks out of practice on this, been a while. Uh, I think this is the point where I say, how are you, James? I'm doing pretty well, Mr. Gary Maxer. Good to be back and um, sporting our swell very nice hit the deck t-shirt so appreciate that i am not but uh i'm I'm glad to see that one of us is rocking it <laughs> it's really seriously you know not not just because we have a uh vested interest in it but it is a really cool looking and comfortable shirt so i i, I love it so great job designing it although we do definitely have a vested interest in the shirt yes <laughs> so uh you know there's that but good I'm i'm glad you like it i also like it um, I, I think it came out well, and uh, I hope the listeners who bought their own version of the shirt, uh, I hope you like it as well. Oh, man. You know, I think this is the, the first podcast in a while that we're actually recording and releasing on time. So, uh, you know, since it has been a little while, and again, we apologize for the uh, technical issues and snafus and whatever else led us to uh, do you wrong in the uh, release of the normal podcast schedule. But since it has been a while, uh, I feel it incumbent upon me to remind you that this is the point of the show where we have our starting lineup. And for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am the American Rhino, number 35, Gary McComiskey. And of course, my stalwart co-host. On defense, number four, I'm James Sejazi. All right, James. So... Would you be so kind, sir? Could I impose upon you to please tell us what's on deck for this podcast? No imposition at all. It's one of the few jobs I actually have here. So let me try and earn the non-paycheck. So thank you, sir. How was your summer and Labor Day weekend? Yeah, it may be back to school time and a much harder commute to and from work. But as we return to the daily grind, Gary and I would love to know how your summer went. We're going to tell you all about our off-season, so it's only fair you share your highlights with us. Stick around to the end of the podcast when the American Rhino lets you know all the ways to contact Hit the Deck, as if you didn't already know. Hmm. What's in a name? Bill Foley, the owner of the NHL expansion team in Las Vegas, apparently has a heck of a sense of humor. In a recent article written by Ryan Kennedy of the Hockey News, you can breathe a sigh of relief that your favorite team will not be facing... The Neon Sand Knights. And Deck Hockey Community. Has listening to Hit the Deck lit a flame in your belly to play deck hockey? Are you excited that the World Cup of Hockey is about to begin? And that means the NHL will be right around the corner. There's a true hockey hat trick and more than enough reason to start playing. Gary and I will stick to roughly our neck of the woods for now, but there are a lot of great options all around the country for you and your friends to join a deck hockey league or two. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You are very welcome, American Rhino, sir. All right. So let's get into our summer vacation, shall we? Yeah. And again, thank you, everybody, for your patience out there and your understanding. But uh, we did inadvertently kind of have a uh, summer vacation for Hit the Deck for the last couple of weeks. Gary was sent away on business and I had uh, scheduled a vacation with my family upstate. So it kind of turned out that way. But That's one of the reasons why we came up with this topic of how your summer went. And since we weren't on the air before Labor Day, we'd like to know how yours went as well. So, Yeah, Hit the Deck kind of wound up in reruns for a couple weeks, by which I mean, if you wanted to hear Hit the Deck, you had to go back and listen to another podcast that we had already done. (laughs) 
So, uh, sorry. But Gary was busy nonetheless. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, please do so. Go to our YouTube page and see the genius of the Rhino Mac at work as he fixed my hockey stick that we labeled Old Man, and you did a great job at it, and even scored a goal with it and had a couple of assists when I broke it out on Labor Day weekend. So thank you, sir. Sure. Yeah, so uh, that is, I guess, our kind of debut full-length feature video on our Hit The Deck YouTube channel, and that clocks in at about 26 minutes. So uh, I think if you're thinking of working on your stick or if you just want to see us be silly, then uh, it's worth your while to go check that out. But that notwithstanding, um, we did other things during the summer as well, besides film that video. And uh, so one of the things we did was we got to play some hockey. (laughs) It was hot weather. And if you've listened to previous episodes, I guess the last episode particularly, you know uh, some of the ways we dealt with the hot weather when we played. But yeah, I mean, one of the nice things about summer is that even though where the the majority of us are out of school now it is nice uh, the summer still seems to slow down and and afford us some extra opportunities that we don't get the rest of the year to you know have a little more a little more fun a little more hockey a little more leisure time just seems to work out that way and and i spent a lot of my leisure time playing hockey yeah i was almost shut out for the summer but uh at least was able to jump out on Labor Day and break out the old man. So thank you very much, Dr. Rhino Mac. But uh, you did play a few more games than I did, and and good job at that. So uh, just for our sake, um, if if you have any other highlights of the games that you participated in during the summer, please share them, because I definitely know that the Labor Day games or the the, the games we played on Labor Day weekend were pretty special, and uh, some of the best games that I've ever personally played in uh, ever in, in deck hockey. I don't know, man. I, we had some good games. We had some bad games. Uh, I won some. I lost some. It, you know, it just, yeah, the, the, the really cool plays tend to stand out. But for the most part, it just blurs together. You know, it's hockey. And you go out and you have a good time. And we, we did have some fun. And I definitely enjoyed myself whenever I was playing. But I don't really have a lot of interesting memories to share with the audience i'm i'm sorry uh, listeners i'm gonna be a little boring here and and tell you i just i just had a great time playing hockey gee willikers i i don't know i don't have any any great cool memories to share i'm sorry i'm i'm blowing the segment not at all your your humility is showing that's all so that's why no, I, I really just, just have a bad memory i don't remember anything about hockey We'll uh, we'll just jump into the, the to the Labor Day games then, but because uh, I was there for that at least, so I could vouch for how great Gary showed up in, in yeah, three right. of those games, the three games that we did play. Um, but also another little tidbit is if you were listening over the summer, and and hopefully you were, that uh, Gary and I did talk about um, some ways to keep our cool while playing deck hockey in the summer, and since hopefully that we're both here talking tonight at the recording of this podcast that we proved that we were able to play. We didn't play in the extreme heat. I mean, it's been extremely humid all summer long. Well, most of the summer anyway, yeah. here in, uh, in the New York area. So we were smart and we did play early in the morning to try and, um, and, uh, give us the best advantage for the coolest part of the day. So, with all that said, we did walk the walk and talk the talk. So if you were, <laughs> hesitant out there in playing some deck hockey because okay fine yeah it's a winter sport in the fall and in the cool weather at least we were able to play and play well and enjoy it and where nobody had heat stroke or anything like that too so just just little mental note there but when we did play on labor day weekend it was the saturday of labor day weekend and we got there early and we played through the day and gary was just really amazing we won game one and, and all three games were extremely close we dropped game two, and then we came back and won game three, too. So, yeah, our, uh, I kind of collapsed in the third period of game two. I'm sorry about that. Don't take full responsibility for that because uh, the defense didn't help you out, <clears throat> me. So uh, we, we lose as a team, we win as a team. So it kind of did catch and, – and again, that's more to the credit of the opposition, too, because the for some reason or another, at least in, in my experience of the LIQ – 
there were at least two new members of our league that I never played with before. And they ended up being on the other team with Brad and they were phenomenal. I mean, really good players. They knew their stuff. They had good shots, uh, very team oriented too. They uh, knew how to play, knew their positions and it was tough. So I think it kind of all in that third period of game two all came to fruition for them. And we were kind of, you know, really, I, I was out of breath a lot of time trying to keep up with these guys and trying to keep them off the scoreboard. So to the credit of our team and, and their credit for fighting back, it just kind of happened that way. But we did win the series. So that's the important thing. Yeah, we won the rubber game, which is huge coming back. But yeah, again, Gary, you're way too humble. Um, one of the problems of playing defense is my back is to you a lot, which we've said in the past and other hit the decks. But there were a couple of times when I got so badly burned that I was able to see you do your thing. <laughs> so there was one particular play. I don't remember which of the three games it was, but uh, Brad, who I think listeners, regular listeners of Hit the Deck understand, and, and he was a guest on our show a few times as well, that Brad is pound for pound our best player in the league and a real humble guy and a good guy as well. So trying to defend him, you need to be on your toes and, and be at your best. So many a times he's burned me. One instance was uh, he just left me flat-footed and I just spun around and, and was able to watch Gary helplessly, unfortunately. Gary was not helpless in, in that aspect. So Brad blasts through. He's at the slot and rips a, just a bullet of a shot to, I believe, it was your glove side, top uh, right-hand corner of the net. And... I wish we had a picture of it or at least footage of it because Gary just did a classic goalie stance where he went from one side of the crease to the other, had perfect position, and just managed to get the tip of his catching glove on the puck to deflect it high because that thing was going in. And if you did not get a piece of it, I think it was going to go through the net as well. <laughs> yeah, so, you're, you're talking about when I um – I, I kicked out the leg and uh, and kind of uh, rotated up my arm, the my catching glove hand, in the classic uh, kind of goalie desperation whip out try and not desperation but you know that that dramatic like throw out your your left side of your body and and try and stop the puck that you see in so many highlight reels. But, uh, you know, that I don't break that out too often because it would break me, I think. My body doesn't flex that way. But, uh, yeah, I, I told you on the day, and I, I tell you again now, if you say I got a piece of it, then I have no recourse but to believe you. But I did not feel the puck. I, I really thought it just went past me. I, I, originally, when I first saw it, it was hard to see because, again, my head was spinning because Brad was blessed and by me like the roadrunner. But uh, yeah. Brad himself said that you did get a piece of it, and he's humble enough and cool enough to admit that. So I don't think he would have made it up because yeah. it was a beautiful shot and, and just as good a save, too. If you say so. So, uh, yeah. And then there was another instance when, you know, Gary just all day was was protecting rebounds and controlling rebounds and really just uh, side to side, up and down, glove blocker, poke check. He was just working on all cylinders. And it really that's the reason why we, we, we came out on top. And of course, thanks to our teammates of Rob and Iggy and Iggy really showed up huge in, in game three and the third period of game three that put us over the edge, too. But it was a team effort. And uh, well-earned victories that, that were hard fought. But uh, clean play, fun from beginning of the game to the, the final whistle. I think everybody really enjoyed himself and played well. And it really is the benefit of deck hockey at its best. And LIQ hockey, too. So you're more than welcome to join us as well as uh, Brad even set up a website for the LIQ. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you to check that out and, and uh, join us. But, uh, yeah, there was another instance, I believe it was in game one, where uh, I think it was Brad again that uh, and his two teammates, I, and I think I don't know their names, so I, I apologize for that, but they were equally as good and, and snipers and full of energy, too, from back and forth and end play. I know Dane was on his team, and they had a sub. So there was Dane, True. Brad, new guy who i don't remember the name of i apologize might have been chris might have been something that was not chris and uh someone else i guess i assume i don't remember yeah i'm blanking too but that's right i forgot that they had a, a sub but um and they didn't take advantage of it either they were very very fair but um there was one instance when 
Gary was, I don't know how you stopped this puck. The, the, the puck was behind you on another good shot. Uh, Brad came in close. I was no help again. And somehow or other, I think you did this before, too, that you, you kind of did the Matrix thing where you stretched your glove behind your body and kept that puck out of the net, which was just a miracle. So, oh, I remember Mike. Mike was the other guy. See, Mike's usually our goalie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the reason why I forget was that he was beating me up so badly that my brain kept hitting against my skull. So I kind of <laughs> blacked out a few times. But That's why the, we need to wear helmets, James. Yes, I, uh, I'm an idiot. and, and I, We I, talked I, about that. this in the very first episode of Hit the Deck. Do you not remember? Have you taken too many shots to the head where you don't remember our discussion about helmets? I don't remember uh, what? What? Who? Oh, uh, anyway, no. So, yeah, I, I I should take your advice, so I apologize for that. But anyhow, yes, and, and um, so uh, Mike was not in net. He was generous enough to uh, give that up to Craig, hmm. who did another fine job between the pipes. So Gary was all by himself again, did the Matrix thing, stopped the puck, and, and you, you said that you don't even know how you did it, and I don't know how you did it either. Unfortunately, there's no footage of these things. So people, we can't share that with everybody out there. So, um, you talking about the play where I stopped the puck with my back to it? Yes. Yeah, I yeah. don't. That was just luck. It just got hit where I was standing. I, I don't. I don't know why you give me credit for these things. Well, because and and uh, apologize for keep referencing past hit the decks, but as Gary has so generously shared with everybody out there, is that the mental and Mike agreed with this as well that the mentality of a goalie, a good goalie, is you do everything you can legally within the rules to <laughs> keep the puck out of the net. So you never give up on it, no matter what. So you could be down without a stick. And again, Gary, there was one play where his stick got caught in the net and somehow he even controlled the rebounds. It happens more frequently than I care to admit. Well, that's one of the problems versus ice hockey is that when you play deck or street, that the and we do have relatively heavy goals, but they do get moved, unfortunately. So they do have a tendency to have a bad angle every now and again and handicap a goalie, whereas your stick has an opportunity to get stuck in the net. But uh, yeah, you you, ju- you were just making all saves all in every way, shape, or form. But that one particular one when your back was turned to it is you just didn't give up on it, and had you just stayed there and, and said, oh, shucks, and then watched the puck go in. That's just not in your nature. So, yeah, okay. If you want I, to, did, I like couldn't it, watch the puck go in because I didn't know where it was. My back was you, to it. If you want to liken it to luck, one I do, in fact. That, one phrase that I do appreciate is that you make your own luck. So there is a prime example of being proper, as good in position as you possibly can, and when all else fails – just keep flailing at the puck and make maybe you'll hit it maybe you'll catch it like to paraphrase what Gary has said earlier in one of the earlier hit the decks that you just may catch it or stop it or whatever and you did and it was a key save and we ended up winning that game because of that so you were just doing it from from beginning to end making incredible saves yeah what James won't tell you is is how hard he played all day literally diving and sliding across the concrete to stop pucks because that's just the kind of insane person that he is (laughs) and the the kind of uh, passionate, dedicated defenseman. There was one play in particular where the puck trickled through my legs uh, and, and James, like a crazy man, dove behind me in the crease to try and stop it. Well, it would have been good had I kept it from rolling over the line, but I didn't. So it was all for naught. But uh, case in point, as we alluded to before, I think that was the unless we unless I played. I think I did play once or twice in June, but for the majority of the summer, I didn't play. So it was just good to get out on the last unofficial weekend of summer and play. So there was a lot of pent up frustration in me. So that's why I kind of overdid it with the throwing around and and I have the bruises to prove it, but um, yeah, there's probably a lot of pent up blood too, seeing as how eager you were to shed some of it. Hey man, you know, if, uh, if you're not going to put your whole heart and soul into something, then maybe you shouldn't do it at all. So have to follow everybody else's lead as well. So, um, Uh not being physically blessed and and athletic, you got to make up for, at least I have to make up for it 
in other ways. So that's one way I kind of do it is at least try and get in the way of people and slow them down. But anyway, it was a lot of fun and and what deck hockey should be. And hopefully now that the weather, I hope, will uh, with fall coming, will cool off and and we could play more consistently as well. What else do we do over the summer, James? Another sport that we love and we make uh, no apologies for is baseball. And um, our... Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Love it. Our favorite team is the New York Mets. So Gary and his lovely wife very generously have a season ticket plan. And let me jump in on that a little bit, too. So we went to quite a few Mets games, and we do have a winning record in the games that we have gone to mm-hmm. for a while there. Uh, and the seats are great, too, over at City Field. So well done with that, Gary, as uh, you were able to acquire those seats. And, uh, you know, summer, you got to you got to go to baseball games. I mean, I, 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 I'm sure most of the people listening are sports fans. So uh, summertime is baseball season. And then as we're just kind of approaching the NHL coming back now is hopefully our team will make the playoffs and uh, go farther than that. But between the Mets and the Cyclones as well, uh, we, we did go to quite a few baseball games and we do have a few more left in the regular season and hopefully some more uh, after that. But uh Really, it's summertime. You got to go to the baseball game at least once or twice, and enjoy yourself out there as well. The Cyclones were great this year. We were undefeated. Yeah, Gary, just uh, well done, man. You went to a doubleheader and they swept that. Uh, you were there with your family as well, and then they what? They win that game like fourteen to something or other. Yeah, I don't know. We left after the seventh inning, so they they scored half their runs after we left. But they were leading. Mm-hmm. Before you had to go, because that—that's a heck of a commute going from Coney Island back to to where you live. So that's—you uh, would know—you make basically that same commute every time you come out to play hockey with us, or or go to a Mets game with me, or really any any reason you come out by me. So yeah, because we can't rely on the MTA. But anyway, <laughs> right, and plus you have a, a young daughter too that that needed to get to bed. So indeed. Um. Uh. But but anyway, yeah, the Cyclones wanted you to stay, so they just kind of opened up the uh, the floodgates. <laughs> and uh, scored some many, many, many runs. And uh, as we did talk about before, we were able to go to a couple of giveaways at the uh, Cyclones games. Yeah. Where one of our favorite uh, Mets of all time, Edgardo Alfonso, had a bobblehead. That's my Fonzie. I don't know. It's, sorry. I liked it. And uh, and we went to the Irish night where they had that very, very cool Irish hockey jersey. Mm-hmm. Which so, we talked uh, about on... A previous episode, I don't remember the episode number offhand, but it was one of the episodes that we did. Yes. <laughs> Which really narrows it down. It was recently. It was, it was within the 20s because we're at 29 yeah. now. So yeah, I think yeah. it was like maybe 26, 27, somewhere around there. But, uh, but yeah, fun things to do over the summer. Regardless. Yeah, it was, that was really cool, that jersey. Um, and as you heard, if you listen to that podcast, I have it solely – through the largesse of James. Deservedly so, and it was a pleasure. Uh, Another baseball-related thing that I did when my family and I were on vacation for that week was we visited the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, which was a huge treat. And uh, the reason being that um, at least my favorite player of all time and and probably a lot of Mets fans feel this way as well is Mike Piazza, deservedly Mm -hmm was enshrined in the Hall of Fame, so we wanted to go see the plaque ourselves in person. And uh, that was another game that Gary and I went to as well when the Mets retired number 31, and that was brought up in a previous Hit the Deck as well. Yeah, and I believe that was the week following his Cooperstown Hall of Fame induction that the Mets retired his number 31. So that was pretty cool, and again, as James said, we talked about that on a Hit the Deck, so we won't rehash it here. But um, uh, one of the things that you did on your vacation, I believe, is is see Cooperstown, where Mike Piazza went to get inducted. I I say that like like anybody can just go and get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, uh, oh, you know, I think I'll swing by Cooperstown and become one of the immortal legends of Major League Baseball. Well, fans can. Yeah. You're all welcome to just buy a ticket and go in. Yeah, but you can't, like, bring your own plaque and just put it up on the wall. Unfortunately, no. No, that's that that that's got to be some kind of super VIP package that, that you need to buy to get that. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll work on that. But uh, 
but yeah, that, that was fun to see because my family and I are huge baseball fans and we've been to Cooperstown in the past, but we usually like to go once in a while just to, to keep it fresh and revisit it. And uh, there was a huge reason to go this summer for Mike Piazza. So we enjoyed that very much and had a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of Halls of Fame, um, Gary and I have talked about this in the past, though. We definitely got to make our way up to Toronto <laughs> to the Hockey Hall of Fame someday. So uh, that's definitely something on my bucket list that we have to to take care of. All right. Maybe we can do a, a, a live road trip. Well, maybe not live. Live to tape. Uh, live to, to file, I guess, because it's not tape anymore, although I guess it's still. Maybe we can do a live road trip someday. No, it's not live. That was the whole point of me going over that. Um, yes, great idea, James. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> and um, finally, as I'm sure you've heard that, uh, especially if you watch any biography of a, of a hockey player or so, that uh, they have played multiple sports growing up, obviously devoting most of their time and energy to hockey, which is one of the reasons why they got to become NHLers or Olympic players and or both. But uh, a lot of them have played baseball in the past, so forgive us for kind of going over the edge with, with the baseball talk here. But summer, we're talking about what we did over our vacation and Labor Day weekend. And Rob, one of the founding members of the LIQ, very generously invited Gary and I to play some softball on Labor Day itself. So that was a nice way to cap off a fun weekend. We had deck hockey, we had softball, and a nice way to finish off the summer, uh, unofficial summer too. So that was a lot of fun, and we appreciate that, Rob. And I'm glad that you won game two because we had to split a little bit early. <laughs> so that, that was cool. Yeah, uh, it's as much as I love hockey, and I do love hockey, I feel like there's nothing more American than baseball. It's, uh, it is allegedly our national pastime. And, uh, so, you know, to be able to do that on Labor Day weekend, that, that was a lot of fun. I hadn't played in a softball game in like 15 years and to be able to do that and have a modicum of success and not look too foolish. Although I did fall down <laughs> coming out of the batter's box once my first time at bat, but, uh, that's neither here nor there, but I, I think I, I redeemed myself a little later with my glove and 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 even my bat a little bit so nevertheless uh yeah i i sincerely enjoyed that and even though that was monday today's thursday as we record and i'm still sore that notwithstanding I, i had a blast and so i echo james's sentiment thank you rob thank you everybody on the team that embraced us as teammates and allowed us to play and i hope we can do it again sometime Yeah, exactly. Thanks for saying that, too. Uh, Eric was the uh, manager of our team and was very generous and and picked us pretty early, too. I was fully expecting to be picked last, but they were kind enough and nice enough to pick us way before any of us was picked last. And and it turned out that Rob, Gary and I were on the same team. So really great guys and girls. We really enjoyed it and and appreciated it. And Gary more than made up for uh, that little um, stumble in the first, and you did not strike out either. People did strike out. There was only a, a two swing limit, so uh, Gary did come through with a couple, at least an RBI. Uh, was on base quite a lot, and did do very well in multiple positions. You played second and third. No, no, I, did, I didn't have an RBI. That got taken away. It it uh, it was an RBI, but okay, fine. <laughs> if, if they they said that they tagged the Eric out, but I, I didn't I didn't believe that. But anyhow. We had no uh, umpires, so we kind of had to compromise, but we did win the game anyway, so that, that was a lot of fun. Although, uh, clearly, I have not been following my own advice, uh, and I need to listen to the podcast more, because when I was drafted to our team, Eric, who, as James mentioned, managed our team and selected me, referred to me as that guy. And as we all know... While while it is deck hockey, it's also softball, and don't be that guy. So I I, I guess I need to get some remedial hit the deck and and uh, you know relearn my whole. I need to practice what I preach is basically what I'm saying. You did, and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, there was a time when you were playing third base, and it was the the we play seven innings in softball, so it was the top of the seventh. We were the home team. So it was pretty key because the team that we were playing was mounting a comeback. 
So Gary made a great stop at third. No, that wasn't the was, seventh. I, I set out the seventh. Okay. Well, it was late in the game, and, and it was, uh, pardon my uh, faulty memory, but I do remember it was late in the game. You were at third base, and it was a key situation in the game. And uh, Lady was running from second to third, and it was a force play, so she had to run to third base because somebody was coming from second, if you're not familiar with baseball so or softball. And Gary, to his credit, was not that guy because <laughs> he made the stop, and instead of running over the, the, nice, the young lady or tagging her, he opted to go step on the bag and, it, instead for the force out. And uh, in, in, in order to keep his gentlemanly instincts intact, he did not make the softball play more important than being a gentleman or not being that guy. So to your credit, you did a great job. And even though she was safe, everybody won because you did the right thing. So well done. It was just softball. It was, it was not in a league. It was, uh, we were invited there. And hopefully we will be invited back just on that play alone. So, yeah, you do take your own advice. So you do walk the walk and talk the talk. Well, thank you, James, even though <laughs> I, I think I got her, frankly, if you ask me. But that's neither here nor there. That's, that's true, too. I apologize. I, I, was, I was out in the outfield, so I couldn't really see that. No, way, that's but okay. I, <laughs> I, I got her by half a step, but I think I did get her. Fair enough. So, yeah, and, and just one last thing on the softball thing is uh, swinging a bat from – playing deck hockey a lot more often than playing softball because yeah i haven't played softball in years as well uh it felt like swinging that bat was like swinging a a a paddle because it felt really (laughs) clumsy and heavy as opposed to the hockey stick but uh just because of the shapes and sizes and and the weight distribution so i i think we did well just fitting in and not embarrassing ourselves at least too much on the softball I made this observation to you, James. I, I understand why you say it feels a lot heavier and more cumbersome, but as a goalie, I'm used to holding a reasonably heavy hockey stick in one hand and playing it that way. So being able to swing with two hands, that thing felt like a toothpick in my in my grip. Nice, man. So there you go. So, uh, persp- yeah, different perspective. Yeah. There you go. So from there, let's talk about some hockey. Um, the heck you say? Yeah, if if you're not familiar out there, uh, Mr. Bill Foley is the owner of the expansion Las Vegas hockey team, which will join the league in a couple of seasons. And uh, as we alluded to before, he has a great sense of humor, apparently. Yeah. Um, he is an entrepreneur. He has a flair for marketing, and he has shown that off pretty obviously in this article written by Ryan Kennedy that was featured in the Hockey News. So... Bill Foley, he was born in Texas, but he grew up in Ottawa, where he became a huge hockey fan, and he grew up playing deck hockey, as a matter of fact. Nice. Uh, They refer to it as street hockey, but I have heard that it was deck hockey as well. The only difference, maybe, between street and deck is that street hockey, you could play roller hockey, you could be on on roller blades, but uh, generally, street hockey is deck hockey, which, as Gary says, it's hockey and sneakers. So, well, I think deck hockey, like strictly to strictly call it deck hockey, it has to adhere to a certain set of rules. I think what we play in the LIQ is pretty much street hockey, since we don't adhere to like the the official deck hockey handbook. But it, it's all you know, ball hockey and sneakers, as you said. So I, I'm I'm willing to give it a pass. Okay, but hey, if you have a dream out there, if you're a deck hockey player, maybe one day you can own an NHL team too. That's what I'm banking on. <laughs> oh man yeah if you could just buy the rangers that we'd, we'd appreciate that. all right I'll, i will uh i'll get on that okay thank you no worries it might take some time several lifetimes in fact but uh yeah. i'll start now i could vouch that you'd be much 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 better than the dolans any day of the week so hopefully you, know, you can win the lottery or something let me just let my wife know honey we need to start saving so i can buy the rangers She's not dignifying that with a response. <laughs> she just glared at me. Worth a try. I deserved it. Yeah, well, hey, we all need to have hopes and dreams, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but getting back to Mr. Foley, we don't know the official name of the team yet, and I don't think they've announced their official colors either. Hmm. So there have been a lot of rumors. That's one of the 
I don't know. Uh, everybody has an opinion nowadays and, mm-hmm. and a lot of access to those opinions with Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these things. So yeah. uh, it's really easy to start a rumor and and do that. So Mr. Foley figured he'd turn the tables on that by coming out with a few different names that he was, quote unquote, thinking of. Um, and uh, some of them are really silly, like Golden Knights or Desert Knights. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, his idea is that he wants to have a team where the would build an identity that is separate from the city's Las Vegas's uh, gambling strip. Right. Which I appreciate. I think that's pretty cool. So one name that did pop up, but uh, we don't know if it's true or not, was uh, I, I believe Nighthawks, which I think sounds cool. Yeah. But as written in the article that Mr. Kennedy pointed out is that one that would probably step on the Blackhawks mm. toes and you don't want to do true, that. True, true. Especially they're both in, in the West. And also Nighthawks apparently is a nickname for gamblers that stay up all night. So I, I didn't know that, but that's what they said. So they kind of X that one out. But mm. um, at least he did not go with the Neon Sand Knights because that would just be brutal. <laughs> yeah, so just uh, so you know what happened is – he decided, since a lot of people kind of look out to see what, in, in a situation like this, they look out to see what um, things have been trademarked, like uh, what, what names have been registered trademarks or words, or, you know, for uh, domains or, I guess, you know, trademarks and the, the trademarking office. I'm not really sure how that works. I'm not a patent lawyer, but regardless. So... People watch for that stuff to try and get the scoop on what these teams are going to be called when when a new team comes around. So what he did was he trademarked fake names for the team to mess with people. And I guess it worked. But he was really just having some fun with them. So, you know, good on you, Bill. I respect that. Yeah, and also as as Mr. Foley mentioned in the in the article itself too is that uh, and as Gary and I were talking about before is that it's in the middle of the summer, late in the summer, it's baseball season. So mm-hmm. at least it was good to get the NHL out there and, and people thinking of hockey who are not necessarily hockey fans like we are. We're waiting with bated breath with the World Cup of Hockey coming back and then the NHL season starting up itself soon after that. So another little reason why he he, he took advantage of that and, and kind of brought the spotlight a little bit back to the NHL and what the appetites of uh, hockey fans out there I'm curious to see what the name's going to be. I'd like to know what the colors are going to be as well for the team and and logo and all that stuff. So uh, really looking forward to that. Hopefully they do it right, and it sounds like they will. Yeah, man. It's nice to know that this team has an owner who's passionate about the team that he's starting and not just doing it as some kind of vanity project or tax write-off. Yeah, great point, as we did and, and as the article did point out that he is a lifelong hockey fan and kind of living the dream of every hockey fan out there that if you can't play, maybe you can own a team. So that that's the next best thing. So that's pretty cool. You never have to worry about tickets or or seats and things and worrying about parking or whatnot. And you always have a jersey if you want one. So that's that's pretty cool. Well, I might argue that if you own the team, you can play. You just probably shouldn't. Fair enough. That's That's a good point. You're right. I mean, if he wants to suit up as the starting center for, you know, the Neon Sand Thrasher Hawks or whatever they wind up being called, My, then, you know, why, why, you know, who's going to tell him no? He, he's paying the bills. Yeah, right. I mean, I wouldn't, but because I'm a goalie. But, um, you know, it's <laughs> it's his call. It's completely his call. Fair enough. Fair enough. And speaking of deck hockey, yes, um, out there, if, as we said again, that the season of hockey is approaching and the weather in our area of the tri-state of the United States, the northeast corner of the U.S., is getting cooler, there are plenty of opportunities out there to play and join a deck hockey league, if you are interested in. Yeah, man. I got to say, speaking only for myself, nothing makes me want to play hockey like watching hockey. Like, you know, just even this has happened to me many times. I'll be, I'll have just played a game that day. I'll be exhausted, sore, 
can barely move sometimes. And if there's hockey on the television, I'm sitting there like, I want to play another game because you know it's just it it gets. It gets you going. It's gets you, oh, especially if there's a goalie making great saves. I was like, I want to do that. I'm getting all excited about it right now, just talking about it. I uh, excuse me, James. I think I need to take five. But that's what this podcast is all about: enthusiasm over hockey. We we love it. Poor innuendo. Um, yeah, I don't oh, know. Whatever. Oh, um, anyhow, all right. <laughs> enthusiasm is welcome. I mean, if you didn't make you happy and excited, then we wouldn't be doing this at all. Podcast included. So, but I agree. It, it kind of fans the fire where it's an, it's an endless circle. If you're a fan of hockey and you play hockey while you're watching it, you're thinking about it and then you want to play again. So it's, it's an endless circle and it's a good thing. And, and I agree, but, uh, but Gary James, I, if I have a burning desire to play deck hockey, wherever can I sate that desire? Who can I play with? What is there out there for me to play deck hockey with? I'm glad you asked that question. What an organic transition. You are a marvelous actor, sir. Thank you. In all honesty, Gary is an excellent actor, and that's why he was able to come across like he couldn't deliver a line. So that was done on purpose and brilliantly done. Excellent mm-hmm. comedic uh, timing as well. But. The benefit of the internet and search engines is that you can find out where deck hockey leagues are in your own hometown or area. So Gary and I are in the uh, tri-state area in in the New York area, Jersey, Connecticut, and Long Island. So if you just type in deck hockey in your city or state, you will be able to find some good leagues out there and do enough research on it to see if you could join it. And uh, and and find out what what it's all about. So, for our case, leading things off, you got to go with the LIQ in the beautiful borough of Queens. That is our league, and it's a lot of fun. As we said many a time, a lot of good players out there, fair players, and play the game right. Generous and good teammates, and it's the way deck hockey should be played. It's it's great, and um, Brad set up a website for the LIQ in particular, and we encourage you to check it out and join us. Are you referring to the Long Island Queens Major Junior Street Hockey League that plays at the Castlewood Playground in Belrose, New York, hopefully every weekend? Indeed. Oh, so check fantastic. that out. <laughs> uh, another thing is the MOFO which I tried to find out what it was short for if it, if it is or isn't, but uh, I just know it as MoFo, and that is in New York itself, Manhattan. Uh, we New Yorkers refer to Manhattan as the city usually, but in Manhattan itself, on the Lower East Side, they play at uh, Tanahay Park, I believe that's how you pronounce it, mm. and it was actually started by a priest, and it is deck hockey specific, and they play in a rink. Uh, that is right off of the Manhattan Bridge, and you can see the Brooklyn Bridge as well. It's an excellent location. It's kind of tough, too, to get through by the subway, but uh, it's not impossible. So All right. just giving you a heads up out there, especially if you're a goalie, it's going to be kind of challenging to bring all of your gear on the subway and lug it around, but it's a great league. They have a great website, and we have reached out for them to join us on uh, a future Hit the Deck, so hopefully they will. And you can hear straight from them what a great uh, deck hockey league it is. And I will link all of these leagues uh, on our Facebook page. So, you know, keep an eye out for that if you're interested in jumping on any of this stuff. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the cousin of MoFo is Blacktop Street Hockey. And they play in the quote-unquote village itself, just north of MoFo in in Manhattan again. And uh, assuming I've, I've not played with them or checked out their league itself, but did just uh, do a, a search on them and found their website, and they are hand-in-hand with MoFo. Gary and I are familiar with MoFo, so we would recommend them as well. And assuming that Blacktop is just as cool. I think the difference, Gary, if uh, you would know this better than I would, that uh, the difference between Blacktop and MoFo is, I believe Blacktop is mandatory uh, co-ed. I think so. 
I, the way I kind of refer to it is is um, blacktop is like the gentleman's alternative to mofo, but it's it's really they play under very similar rules. Uh, I think in in blacktop there's no slap shots or block shots or something along those lines. Um, they they have a, a it's you know. A more civilized alternative, I think, is what the way I refer to it. Yeah, it, it's a little less Wild West, I guess, than MoFo, but it's still deck hockey. So, you know, if you're looking for a hockey game, then you can't go wrong with either of those leagues. And again, yeah, you're more than welcome to just uh, type it in a search engine, MoFo, M-O-F-O, or Blacktop Street Hockey. And I think it's just B-S-H that they are known as, but you can look it up there. All B-T-S-H. the rules are there. Pardon me. Thank you. Or just go to our Facebook page and click the link. There you go. We'll, we'll make it as easy as possible for you, the, the modern technology at its best. So <laughs> we won't steer you wrong, and you can make your own decisions and see for yourself out there because that's one of the benefits of the websites are that they can give you all the information you need. Uh, the other thing is there are multiple options on Long Island, such as Sport Time for Youth Deck Hockey specifically, and the sports arena for both adult and youth deck hockey leagues. Both of those are indoors and very well organized, a bit pricey, but you do get the benefit. I don't know if, uh, if jerseys are included in that, those prices, but you do play indoors with air conditioning and uh, in, 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 in an indoor arena. So that has its benefits because you're always guaranteed to play. You don't have to worry about whether if it's too hot, if it's too humid, if it's raining, so on and so forth, or snowing, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you can guarantee play deck hockey. Um, and uh, I think they have multiple. It's not just – I think there's one in Beth Page and in and, and, and Nassau as well. The there definitely arena. is, yes. There's sports time as well. So uh, they, there are multiple options out there. Again, if, if you just want to type in deck hockey Long Island or Long Island deck hockey, you'll find out all of those great options. And multiple options in New Jersey as well. So you can definitely take advantage of the internet. Uh, Just type in any search engine, D-E-K, hockey, deck hockey, and your state and or city you live in. And just check out all of your options out there. So there are many, and uh, we can vouch for some of them. And we definitely encourage you to do so. And if you play in a league that we haven't mentioned in the New York area, hit us up. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. And uh, we'd love to share the awesomeness of your league with all of our listeners so that we can improve your overall level of competition. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. So another podcast in the books. Seemed a little bit rambly at times, but again, a little out of practice. So, uh, you know, just bear with us. Honestly, I think if you don't like a little bit of rambly talk, then you should probably seek out a different podcast anyway, because, you know, that's that's definitely what I'm all about. And you should know that by now. So, as always, I would like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcast, Anthony Sejazi for music used in the podcast, the LIQ for sound effects used in the podcast, you, the listener, for listening to the podcast. We would be nothing without you. It's imperative that we thank you because you are really the most important part of this equation. I would like to encourage you, the listener, to check us out on Facebook and uh, on Twitter at Hit the Deck Pod, and to check out our YouTube channel, uh, which is Hit the Deck. As we mentioned earlier, there's a new feature. I would like to encourage you to subscribe, as always, on iTunes or Stitcher. And uh, finally, I would like to throw it over to James for a couple of important milestones that are coming up this week. Thank you, Mr. Gary Max, sir. Yeah, on a bright note, just want to wish a very, very happy anniversary to Star Trek at the recording of this podcast. Today is the 50th anniversary of when Star Trek premiered. And uh, as we have alluded to in the past, my hockey sticks, thanks to Gary, are named after first officers of the Star Trek series, various series. So uh, I have a Mr. Spock, uh, number one for the next generation, and Old Man, which Gary so appropriately took care of and fixed for me. 
merging the, like the trill with the character and all that stuff. So uh, happy birthday, Star Trek. Live long and prosper. We love you and thank you. Yes, it is my uh, selfish hope that this podcast will continue to live long and prosper. Make it so, James. <laughs> and uh, just on a serious note, um, again, at the recording of this podcast, uh, September 11th is coming up and we just want to uh, let everybody know, never forget, and God bless all of the victims in both New York and in Washington, D.C., and those wonderful heroes in Pennsylvania that uh, so bravely took down Flight 93. You know, God bless America. God bless all of those wonderful people, those innocent people that uh, were just going about their day. Um, especially God bless all the firemen and policemen and, and the, the Port Authority and everybody else who helped out and sacrificed his or her life for uh, trying to save a life or two. And um, hopefully our country is, is stronger for it. And, um, you know, we could uh, not forget, but uh, never make that mistake again. Um, and, you know, again, just uh, something that Gary and I and everybody else who lived through it will never get over. But um, please don't forget and just say a prayer for those uh, victims and their families. And, um, you know, God bless America. Yeah. And that day is hard for a lot of people for obvious reasons. So if you are one of those people who really have a, a hard time on September 11th because of what it signifies, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, I'm sure it'll be fine. Or, I, I you know, I hope uh, I hope I hope you get better or anything like that. I'm All I'm going to say is uh, I hope you have an OK day. And uh, on that note, I... <laughs> In some ways, it seems a bit frivolous uh, to end this way, but in another way, you know, I, I think a big part of recovering from September 11th is the whole idea of life gradually getting back to normal, to the way it was before. So in that vein of, of, of normalcy, of normality, I'm going to close the podcast the way we always do and remind you that it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. I don't think that was half bad. I agree. <laughs> All right, good. It wasn't awful. Job well done. <laughs>